Hello, welcome to the Radiate Podcast. We're here to connect, encourage, and empower you to radiate the message of Jesus to yourself, your neighbors, and the world. I'm your host, Steve Presswood. I'm on the phone today with my guest, Ryan Brinkman. Ryan is an OSU alumni who now lives in Austin, Texas. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. I'm grateful to be here. So, Ryan, some of our audience may know you, but I'm sure there's a large portion that don't. For those who aren't familiar with you, tell uh, our listeners a little about yourself. Yeah, so so I'm one of Steve's favorite disciples um, throughout his time at OSU. No, just kidding. I'm I'm one. Of, uh, I'm very very grateful to get to uh, have a friend in Steve Presswood. But uh, more about myself is that I'm from uh, Austin, Texas. Um, living down here as an engineer, trying to make disciples in the marketplace and in the neighborhood. I'm grateful. I've been down here for about a year and a half now, and I graduated from OSU with a mechanical and aerospace engineering degree back in uh, 2017, took a gap year in Branson, Missouri, and then now I'm landed here in Austin. So doing the same thing I was doing in college, uh, trying to make disciples uh, where I'm at. And so have messed up a lot, um, but also grateful for the times where I've gotten to see God's glory be made known um, again to see men go on to reproduce. So grateful to be here. That's super. Well, you and I used to uh, play basketball together. And that's been a while for me because I don't play basketball since about two years ago. Nevertheless, I remember you being just one of the most fun guys to play with. Do you still play basketball? Oh, not as often as I would love to, but I've picked it up with some of the guys here uh, in the neighborhood and in the apartment complex. And so we don't get quite as good games going on like we did in college, but, uh, but it'll suffice. Ryan's one of the most selfless players I've played with, and he can jam the ball. Maybe not still, but he sure could when he was in college. I definitely enjoyed getting to play with you, and racquetball, on the other hand, um, is something I haven't picked up. Okay, so you say uh, you would like to pick up the game of racquetball, or you just know that I have an interest in it? I know you have an interest in it, and you piqued my interest when I was in college. And so when anytime I get a chance to play it down here in Austin, I do. Uh, one of my buddies has recently started up doing uh, volleyball quite a bit, uh, indoor volleyball on the racquetball court. So it's fun getting uh, getting back in there and getting to uh, getting to play some and relive the glory days uh, where Steve Presswood made uh, made me feel humbled as a uh, college freshman through senior playing racquetball. All right, well let's move on to some uh, other fun questions. We've got a fellow who graduated, I think the year after you, maybe two, Andrew Nepler, and he came up with this great question. So we'll give a shout out to him. If you could only do one dance move for the rest of your life, which would it be? This one is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, it would be a uh, a nene and a whip. Not in that order, but the other way around. You'd first whip, and then you'd nene. And there are plenty of ways to do this wrong, and I've learned it plenty of ways the wrong way to do it. Uh, there's some blackmail on YouTube somewhere showing that. But um, those are the two most fun because you can do either a huge whip or just a small whip, a baby whip, whatever. <laughs> okay. Tell me one of your favorite memories from your time in college, Ryan. Mm. I would say there wasn't necessarily a giant memory. I had a lot of great fun memories in college, but the ones that I'm most fond of are kind of the normal everyday uh, events of getting to come back. I lived in Iba at the time. It was a kind of a freshman international dorm and got to spend time there, but was living there with uh, 
four to four to six other guys my age trying to make disciples among among freshmen. And what was the most sweet memory was getting to come back every night um, and kind of regroup with the guys, getting to go, how was your day after a long day of studying um, or doing whatever a college student does. But it was great getting to get the download of what God was doing on campus, whether that was uh, sharing where someone was struggling um, and then I was going to come around them and get to encourage them or sharing how a guy stepped out and tried to be obedient to the scriptures and to Jesus and get to share their faith with someone and they fell flat on their head. Uh, or even I remember multiple times when uh, Daniel Wigley would come back and he'd get to share uh, about one of the guys he was investing in and how there was a breakthrough because the guy he was investing in ended up starting memorizing scripture and was really excited and got to share it with someone else. And just those small moments of heartbreak as well as uh, victory in this thing called the Christian walk, getting a walk with Jesus and doing it amongst the community. Uh, so there wasn't one specific moment, uh, but getting to live that rhythm every day uh, in college in IBA uh, was something I'll remember forever and basically what I try to recreate with the people I live with uh, now. And it's been sweet how God's provided that too. Well, you fellas did just a super job investing and we are still seeing the fruits of your time and labors here. So kudos and thanks very much for the investment. It's made a big difference. This podcast, as uh, you may know, is all about radiating the message of Jesus to ourselves, our neighbors and the world. What has radiating the message of Jesus, the gospel, looked like among your neighbors lately? Yeah, so when you say neighbors, do you mean my physical neighbors in my neighborhood? You know, for me, I feel like it extends to even work neighbors. Uh, so people that are in your sphere of influence that aren't your family and, uh, and certainly aren't so far flung that we'd call them people we have to go travel overseas or a long distance to go see. They're people uh, in my sphere of influence in the world that I live in. So it might be people that I see at the gym. It might be the folks who live in the same apartment complex as me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. I feel like um, I realized in asking that question, I sounded a little bit like the Pharisees when Jesus said, uh, or told someone to love their neighbors and they go, uh, who's my neighbor, um, and realizing that it's going to be really anywhere as we go. But when I look at my sphere of influence, I think I categorize it similar to you. There's that category of the folks I work with and the category of the folks where I live and also maybe where I play, you could say, kind of those three three vectors. And uh, the times we're living in now with COVID-19, that can be, uh, that my response is probably different now than in a different season of life before we were in kind of shelter-in-place mode. Um, so I'll answer it both ways if you want. Uh, first, for in this season with COVID-19, I don't have all the answers, but what I realize is I can relate to the longings of my heart and what I desire, um, and that's one great way to get connected with other folks. So there's a desire for intimacy, for deep, close friendship. Uh, there's a desire for respect that I would... Uh, that I would be seen as someone that's dignified and that I'm, I have value, whether I'm old or young, that there's value to my life and I'm respected. And then similarly, a desire for security, uh, a desire for comfort, um, and then a desire also for uh, this sense of, uh, of significance. With all those things in mind, I think those, those longings of the heart help me be able to relate and love other people well by asking questions and get to know them, whether that's here during the COVID-19 crisis or even 
um, before all this happened as I moved to Austin trying to get to know my, my coworkers and those neighbors at work. And so it's been helpful uh, for me to get to, at least I realize my longing of the heart is I want to be known. Um, and yet once I'm known, I don't want people to run. And so it's been helpful to think through some of that in the midst of COVID-19. I also want to be known, but yet all of my community I can't physically see. And then also there's this sense of a desire to be to be secure and whenever I can't control the virus because I can't see it or I can't control when I'll go back to work and back into normal rhythms. It's been helpful to think through what's the pain in my heart and then how do I how does the gospel respond to that? And then be in tune and be listening and asking questions to other folks so that whenever I am on the phone with my coworker or I'm calling and catching up with one of my neighbors um, or one of my friends that I used to live with when I first moved to Austin, when I can have my antennas up listening for where the Spirit may be turning in someone, this sense of, of one of those longings being tingled, can I then step in and, and get to share a little bit of hope that, that I've had? Um, so, for example, most recently, um, being a guy that wants to be in control, there's a gal that I'm dating and, and a dearly loved that just moved to Austin. And now that we're shelter in place, I don't get to go see her as often um, because she lives across town. And so I can be frustrated initially going, God, what are you doing here? Uh, but then in reality, getting to realize uh, and ask questions to go, okay, do I believe that God's sovereign? Do I believe that he's good? And do I believe that he loves me? If that's true, and I really do believe that, then I can trust him with this time period that I don't get to go see Lauren um, immediately. Um, or also with the fear of how long will COVID-19 last? Uh, we were on the phone earlier with some buddies that we're reading the Bible with uh, on Monday nights. My roommates and I are getting together with some other folks in the apartment complex that don't know Jesus, and we're going to read the Bible together. And one of them was really, really nervous when we talked uh, last Monday and realizing that we don't have to provide the peace, but we can provide the solution to this to the peace. And so it was fun getting to talk through the hope that we have in Jesus. And one of the promises that we're claiming that a lot of NAV folks know, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And in this peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And it was so crazy to get to see his response to that realizing that that was something that he didn't, it was kind of otherworldly. He didn't realize that while there's so much in his life that seems unstable right now, his job or whether or not he'll be able to um, live to fulfill his dreams that he wanted to because of the uncertainty of what this virus will bring, it was really cool to get to share hope that we had. And so I think even just meeting those core longings of someone's heart and pointing them to what, what meets ours has been really, really valuable. Uh, both when friends do that for me, but then also when I get to uh, share some of those uh, ways that God's kingdom meets meets the longings of my heart with other people. So let me summarize that just a little bit, and you uh, help me make sure I'm getting this as you intend it. I think I hear you saying that when we're in the middle of the same kinds of things as other people are experiencing, if we'll just uh, maybe lean into that a little bit, recognize that uh, the feelings that we have, the emotions that we have, and, uh, and then the time that we're spending with God and in his word, how it, influ how it affects our thinking about those things, if we'll just engage with the neighbors that we have around us uh, to see how they're processing it and then use that as an opportunity to, to share the hope that we have in Christ. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, 
Absolutely, and I, I liked how you said that question of how are you processing it. I think originally I was asking the question, what do you think about this? And what do you think should be the right response to COVID-19? But changing the question to be, hey, how are you processing this? Allows someone to open up into their heart a little bit more, which is then where we get to step in and get to introduce them to Jesus or his, or his kingdom values. As you say that, one of the things that I realized also if you can lead in that vulnerability, if you can share, hey, this is this is hard. How are you processing it? I, I've had some fear that's come up. Have you had any fear that's come up? And getting to share some of the things that you're wrestling through can oftentimes build a lot of relational equity with someone. Um, and right now, is a better. there's no better time than now with these insecurities across the nation being brought up uh, to get to actually step into some of those and get to lead in vulnerability and then get to point folks to to the kingdom. Thanks. Thanks for those uh, really interesting thoughts. A couple of questions going back to some of your college time. So you made some really good friends here. I'm curious how many of those friends, now that you're outside of college, are you still in touch with regularly? Yeah, I would say my core group of friends, I'd say there's probably 10 to 10 uh, to 15 that I stay in touch with uh, on a regular basis, meaning I'll try to touch base with them usually every other month um, or so or on a quarterly basis. Um, but then there are a key group of close friends that I'll, uh, that I'll stay in touch with on kind of a, a weekly basis, shooting text messages or giving each other a call as I'm commuting to work or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of expectation, I think, when you come out of college that those friendships that you formed will be unchanged for life and as formative, as important, as uh, f uh, great as those relationships are, it's pretty tough once you get distance from people to spend the kind of time that you'd like to with them. And so you have to make a lot of adjustments. It uh, sounds like you've kept close with a, uh, a larger number than some people do, but I'm sure you've seen the challenge of just trying to stay up uh, with a lot of old friends now that you have a, a new life and new work and so forth. And it's been interesting because I think also I have to ask myself, while I value my relationships from college, where does God have me now? And am I letting my relationships from college take away from me growing deeper relationships here? And what's been so cool is that as I've prayed through it and gotten to invest deeply in time and in uh, vulnerability with community here in Austin. While I've had to sacrifice follow-up with some of my college friends, it's been crazy or just really, really neat to get to, whenever I do sync up with my college friends, we pick up right where we left off. And so I think there is this healthy balance that, I don't think anyone has this perfect balance to it, but a healthy balance of going, I want to maintain my old friendships and catch up there. But then, yet interestingly, there's a further investment in uh, where I'm at now and how God blessed that as well. Ryan, it's been fun to talk with you today. I could talk with you much longer and I'm sure our podcast audience might enjoy doing that as well, but uh, we'll call it a day and call this, this podcast, a wrap. Thanks again for joining me today and uh, it's just really good to see your face as we get to do this interview across uh, a visual feed and good to hear your voice as well. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Grateful to get to be on and grateful for the way you're investing in folks. Um, know we're praying for you down here in Austin and your impact of disciple making is continuing to, to play forth and praying that it'll be 30, 16, 100 fold. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Radiate. 
You can continue to listen wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect to us online at osunavs.org and on Instagram at osunavs. See you next time. And until then, keep radiating the message of Jesus.